Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Mask of Nealothotep in our Egypt chapter where we are in Cairo. Uh, so at the top of the show, I would like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. If you have not had an opportunity to check out supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash the Old Ways Podcast, where you can see all sorts of wonderful little bedeviling things, merchandise, ways to interact with the show, our Discord community, and uh, all all manner of merriment can be made through those uh, through those objects. Uh, we are going to get into introductions, so uh, we will get started to my right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I got a boo boo on my head. You do. Uh, you um, you're still a little banged up. Um, you're probably affectionately called Headwound Harry at this point, and you're coming down off of the hash eye. Yep, sleeping it off, or so you think. Mm. At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and I'm disappointed. Yeah, disappointment comes from many locations. I don't believe that this will be the last time you're disappointed. To Jack's right. This is Lonnie. I am playing Adelzar, and I am a terrible liar. This is true, sir. This is very true. Uh, to Mr. Zar's right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And boy, am I glad it was a nice, quiet evening. You know, it was. Uh, you were there relaxing in the chair, uh, a very, you know, subtle shotgun in your lap, waiting for potentially anything bad to come through the door. And uh, last one, certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex playing Sam Bell, the uh, best frenemy any investigator wishes they could do without. Hmm. God, that's so true. Well done, sir. Uh, so we're going to raise the curtain tonight on Dr. Tottenbach. Doctor, the house has been quiet now for probably 15 or so minutes. You have been doing your level best to stay focused on staying awake. Even though you're still in a terrible amount of pain, you are doing your best to work through mental exercises taught to you at college on a way to work through pain and ideally continue to be focused. What do you think the doctor might do? Well, the doctor probably would, um, I mean, going his knowledge of not just medicine, but of psychology and knowing that pain is just the brain's way of telling the body that it's been injured, you know, like, hey, you're, you know, warnings. Um, and with what he learned from Maeve, you know, the rudimentaries of the occult, I think he's going to try to um, do some meditation, try to 
calm his mind and see if he can, I don't know, circumnavigate a lot of those pain signals. All right. Um, So would you be doing this in a mundane method or would you be attempting to exert some sort of mystical will through this? You know what? I'm I'm thinking mystical will because mundane, if he was going to go with mundane, he probably would just dig something out of his bag and take that and, you know, sleep for a while. Fair enough. So I'd like you to make me a power roll. Hard difficulty. Okay. Fifty-one under sixty-five, so it's a success, but not a hard success. Okay, you begin a meditative trance. You begin working yourself backwards, counting back to yourself. Simple steps. You count down from ten. Having seen this methodology used in many. Um, psychological and occult practices of leveling out your breathing, being in time with your own heartbeat, and then pushing one side of your psyche to one side so that way clarity may be gained from the whole. And you get from nine, eight, and the number slows seven, Six, and you get to about five, and you feel an intense shaking pain in your left abdomen, and it it slowly tries to creep along that left side of your psyche. It, it's pulling at you tenuously, trying to to break up this meditative state. Um. So I'm I'm not in. Meditation yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, since everyone is either asleep or gone, Mm -hmm. and I have my bag right here, he indulges in just a little of that hash that he bought Mm. um, to help sedate the active part of of his mind. Okay. Uh, He'll either fall asleep, in which case, well, if he falls asleep, you know, I mean, it's not like he was going to put up that much of a fight anyway. Fair enough. Uh, I would like you to utilize your pulp talent of Iron Will, which gives you an additional roll for POW first. That is a 46 under 65, so still a success, but not quite a hard success. Okay. Do you want me to roll it again for my advantage? Mm. Okay. 39. Uh, You know what? What do I got for luck? I'm going to actually spend enough luck. I will spend the, what is that, uh, seven points of luck. I mean, it's not like I got a lot of luck anyway, so. Tell the viewers at home how much luck you have, Doctor. Uh, okay. For those of you playing along at home, I now have, a, my luck and my hit points are now equal at three. Keep that in mind. Stay away from Jack. <laughs> I'm going to sit right next to Jack. Did like you say it. three as in like... One more than zero, two. three. I can't wait for the next group luck roll. <coughs> Stay three. away from me. You're in a separate group. <laughs> you, Giant luck vacuum. <laughs> you work yourself into a trance, utilizing the natural properties of hashish. 
then I start where I was with the numbers when I'm ready. It comes to you before you get to eight, the land of pleasant and rolling hills, the calmness. And you look around here at your space inside this. Well, it, it must be a dream. But the land of Egypt is lush. You can see the dead, the Nile Delta here amongst the places in view are, it's beautiful. It's calming. Breathe in the air. Let it fill me with its vigor. Mm. It does so. It does an unbelievably wonderful job of doing so. You see, not too far from you, a stream parts the delta here. And there is this kaleidoscopic coloring to the stream. If you didn't know any better, you would say that an Egyptian weaver had done their magic here in the stream. They had woven this pathway. I um, go over and dip my fingers into the stream, just listening to the musical tinkling as it dribbles by. It's pleasant. In fact, the, uh, the coloration in the strands here, this woven river, get onto your fingers and they, they almost make them hum a little bit. So you said it was a fairly pastoral, lush, but pastoral environment? Oh, yes. I mean, clearly with a uh, Egyptian lens mm. over it. Banks of the Nile, mm-hmm. cattails and such. Yes. Hmm. Is there any civilization nearby? Not civilization as you would recognize it. There are some monuments in the distance. There are some boats on the Nile as they pass from left to right in front of you. Monuments are interesting to me. I think um, the doc will just take a constitutional towards them and invest his time in this environment and let go of all of the concerns he had before getting here. You let go your conscious mind and allow your subconscious to guide your footsteps. The Nile is not terribly deep here. And so to get to the monuments, you will need to cross this woven stream in front of you. It is an effortless moment when you pass into the stream, but it is one that gives you a cooling sensation all over your body. After a long day of work in the hot sun of Egypt, You finally feel that breath arrive, the one that bids you to relax, and you press on through the Nile Delta and its flora and fauna until you arrive at a wide set of stones that are being lifted into position. You see it here. There are some cut stones. But they're not being moved by workers. They're being moved by what look like animals. Hmm. Just 
as if they stepped off of the pages of the hieroglyphics that you had seen in some of your travels. I approach. I don't feel fear here. Two of the um, jackal-headed creatures are moving a, a piece into place, and they finish and cast their gaze down on you. They're unbelievably tall creatures, eight, ten feet tall. Bow to them. I'm honored. You know, show them that I am a lesser, obviously. They acknowledge you in a peaceful manner and uh, begin to move the next stone. Watch them for a time. Um, just what they're doing and where they're building. Do I recognize this pyramid or this area in comparison to where we've been around in Cairo? Not in comparison to where you have been, but you can tell that there is a significant difference in the style of pyramid that this is. It seems to go up just as if there are uh, no differences between it and the Grand Pyramid of Giza, mm. except about three quarters of the way up, this this one bends at a strange angle. Mm. And beyond it, the sun of Egypt sits. Not in the sky so much, but it rests there for a time. And you get the distinct impression, Sigmund, that the sun is simply pausing to gaze at these creatures building this pyramid. That the pyramid is so special that even the sun would stop to watch it being built. This is pretty important. So, I mean, if the sun is going to stop to watch it, then Sigmund will definitely, you know, <laughs> follow suit. He hunkers down in the sand a little bit and, and watches them for as long as they're, you know, while they keep building, he takes in every detail. Hours upon hours seem to pass for you as these creatures continue to put some of the final blocks into place. Uh, after a time, one of them, another one of them comes over, uh, one with a, uh, the upper potty of a, of a bird. He comes over and offers you a wide ladle of water. I accept, but only drink enough to quench my thirst. Not enough. No, I don't gorge myself or anything. Just enough to wet my lips. And mm. It's some of the cleanest water you've tasted. I bow to him in a, thankless, or in a wordless thank you. Mm. you. You feel that same feeling again that you felt in your fingertips, having dipped your hand in the threaded river. And you feel something inside your body begin to consolidate. And there's almost this rush of excitement, anxiety, uh, wonder. Something is happening inside of you. And the landscape in front of you begins to thin. And you see it thinning out. And you realize in a lucid way finally what it is. You're, you're beginning to come out of it. You're beginning to wake back up. Mm. Um, and these creatures, they almost seem to offer you a, a farewell gesture, a peaceful thank you. I return it heartfelt. And uh, even though I don't know if they speak my language, I make sure that I feel enough sincerity that they can feel it coming off of me. Very good. You wake in the chair. When you wake in the chair, you will have healed five hit points and you will have recovered four points of sanity. Yay. Wow. 
and so we'll leave the doctor there for the moment. In the streets outside the house of Dr. Kafur, the three of you have some decisions to make. Otto, Jack, Sam. With your adversary in the wind and it being clear that the doctor is fairly shaken from the experience. What will the, the three of you do? Well, uh, I guess Otto and I will head back to the yard to collect Sam. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't imagine Sam has moved terribly much. I was standing up after um, watching them kind of run off after the theft. Yeah. I mean, when they when they turn around and just kind of like head that way, I think I'm going to collect my things and go back into the doctor's house. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're joined probably no more than a, a minute or so later by Doctor Kafour. Is there a place I can wash up, Doctor? The the bathroom. Yes. Uh, I'll be at the kitchen sink. Uh, I uh, I have some things to collect. We I, I can no longer stay here. You're telling me, don't go too far. I will grab the brandy snifter that was on the table and I will bring it into the bathroom with myself with the bottle of brandy. (laughs) And I'm going to tend to myself as best I can. Well, luckily for you, the doctor doesn't have cheap brandy lying around. Good. It burns an awful lot, but you don't really care. Jack, when you and Otto return to uh, the house, uh, Dr. Kavour's house, Sam is no longer in the uh, space outside. The, the front door is open. Yeah, I'll go inside. The lights are on. You go inside. Uh, hello? You hear oh, Doctor. Uh, Mr. Doyle. Thank goodness. You close, see. We'll close the door after we come in. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just going to grab a few things and then we can leave. Yeah. Is, uh, is Sam in here? In the bathroom, I think. Yeah. Let's make it quick. I go, uh, Go back and find Sam. I will stay in the room with Dr. Kafur. He heads to his bedroom. I will follow him. Uh, you see that he's probably doing something you've seen other men do in, in Egypt. And, and that is he is um, pulling a bag out from a closet and filling just a few things with it. Uh, he says, uh, in in my office, there is a, uh, there is a book uh, on the table. I need it. I nod. I go in and I grab the book. It's a fairly thick tome, probably a three and a half to four inch deep tome. Does it have any a title or? The cover has no title, uh, but there is uh, both ancient Egyptian and some Arabic writing inside of it. It it looks like a storybook. It looks like a, a history book. Hmm. I assume it's more than a history book, given what I've seen. So That's a reasonable assumption. Jack, you find Sam in the bathroom, or you find the bathroom closed, I would imagine. The door's actually probably open, or at least cracked. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just uh, probably standing there cleaning myself (laughs) and picking at wounds and poking them with towels and getting blood everywhere. I return, I uh, set the uh, machete down. Here you go. So you got away, huh? Yeah. I'm, uh, I apologize for threatening you. I will smile at Jack in the mirror. <laughs> Probably still kind of like, I don't know, occasionally, you know, spraying some blood into the sink. We're going to have to move quickly. We have to find the body. 
the uh, expedition. Was it an expedition we have to do? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we have an idea. So where to now? We'll have to go to the pyramids. But I'm, right now we have to go back to the uh, house. Yeah, considering they just got what they want, I don't imagine they'll be coming back after us right away. They've invested quite a bit tonight. Oh, Yeah, we don't mean anything to them now. He does. Kafur, as far as I can tell, he's the uh, for, foremost authority on this Black Pharaoh and anything else they have going on here. My belief is that they're going to bend everything they have now towards uh, resurrecting the queen. Well, let's find out what they need and take that to. To? Whatever. Again. Yeah. Clean up. We'll go back to the house. It doesn't take Dr. Kafour terribly long to finish packing. He packs a oversized bag and grabs a few books, which he straps together with a, what almost looks like a, an English schoolboy leather strap. <laughs> I chuckle a little bit inside. I've seen that before. Mm, yes. Now, uh, we, we should be going. Yes. And under the cover of darkness, the four of you return to the safe house where you find Dr. Tottenbach seemingly wide awake. Doctor. How did you go, Jack? Poorly. Jack, maybe a spot hidden roll. Uh, 93. Under 99. Under 99. (laughs) (laughs) Jack's got a lot on his mind. (laughs) Uh, The doctor's eyes, even behind his glasses, are almost um, like a bright honey color. They're not the normal color. Doctor's eyes are brown, most likely, I would imagine. Yeah. This is almost like someone's backlit his eyes. Yeah, take a a step back. No problem, Jack. No, doctor. Not a problem at all. Doc polishes his spectacles, stands up and goes over and pours himself a drink. Certainly moving better than he was when you left. Looking real spry, doctor. Feeling wonderful, Jack. Now, how did it go badly? Does anyone need help? Yeah, I need help. <laughs> Don't we all, Jack? Have a seat. Take off my shirt. I'm, I'm assuming I got probably a couple cracked ribs or yeah, something. Yeah, you likely do. Uh, in fact... After taking off, Jack takes off his shirt. You're, you're, doctor, you're fairly certain he has crack ribs. Uh, doctor Gafour is here is with them as well. Well, the initial prognosis is not not exactly positive, Jack. You can tell from across the room, Doctor, that Kafour has some sort of line on his throat. Yeah, why don't you attend to the doctor and Sam too? Because I don't believe Sam had any uh, any uh, medicinal treatments. He yeah. just took it and ran. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, um, so, I'll survive for a little while. The, the the battered body of Sam makes its way inside. The brandy is still present. I, but put, okay, come over here. I'll show him to the couch where the docks. Doctor Gafour says, "I I I'm, I can wait. These men are more important." You know that I'm very clean, though, Doctor. What happened here? I, this is not. I don't even know how to treat this wound. What is this wound? This one was from the flying creature. This one's from the lawn. This one... I thought I'd drink some more brandy. Could be a medicine roll, Doctor. Not just for the healing, but... 76 out of 82, so yes. You can roll a d3. Fantastic. 
And I will, too. And I'm sure Sam will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That is a three. Okay. So heal three hit points over the next resting period. Very important. Medicine takes an hour, which is why it does more, but it also, uh, you know, takes a little longer. Mm. Uh, doctor, his wounds are, some of them, the new ones, are compression-based. It's as if something compressed him. I haven't seen wounds like this since uh, there were miners in Germany that had come down from Dusseldorf. It had been... One of them legs is... He goes off on a story. Lasts for a good portion of the time. I was simply uh, compressed by a madman's ego, Doctor. Why exactly would you decide to fight against a madman's ego? Why not just take the pyramids home in your pocket, Sam? I keep asking myself questions like that. This... This should hold. Don't go anywhere. Not tonight. Then goes to Dr. Gofor. Oh, thank you, sir. Of course. You have been most gracious with your help. It is the least I can do. Dr. Gofor, for the most part, isn't suffering more than a hit point or so worth of damage. Dr. Gofor looks at you and says, uh, will, it, will it scar? An 81 under my 82? <laughs> Probably. Hmm. Uh, not sure what my mother might say, but... Uh, I do not worry about your mother would say. Trust me, other ladies will find it dashing. Uh, if, it, if it's all the same to everyone, I'm going to get some sleep. I'm very tired. Yeah. Uh, I will escort him up to my room. I was going to give him my bed, but that's fine. <laughs> the, uh, You're gracious, going to be using yours. Graciously thanks to both of you and wishes... Um, he, he probably stops like near Sam and just kind of very, very matter of factly with an, with, a, with an intention, puts his hand on your shoulder, Sam, and says, thank you. Don't mention it. He seems suddenly very filled with remorse. And then he continues to go upstairs. I'm not going to lie, Jack. I don't know that I've ever seen wounds like this before. Is this... Sam's? Doc, yeah, he gestures to Sam's and then he kind of makes a wiggling finger gesture. It's magic. At Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. It was a, it was a sight. Well, I think everyone should get some rest. Hey, uh, yeah. Can I get a medicine roll too? Oh, right. <laughs> no. no. Needy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I only do two a day. <clears throat> only two shots a day. That's why. <laughs> 43 under 82 for Jack. Okay, so roll a D3. I rolled two. Okay, you rolled two, yeah. So yeah. you'll heal two overnight. Right, so technically while, in the well, next hour. But while he's doing that, I was, uh, I'll open up my journal mm-hmm. and I use the, uh, that letter from our friend as a bookmark and then mm-hmm. I'll write what I've observed tonight. Yeah, nothing short than, than an event most fantastic. I mean, you, you were hit by a, a wall of pure force. And then the only cue that you had from it at all was that someone looked at you and whispered something into the wind. And if you hadn't gone through so many experiences that were of the fantastical, you, you don't know if, if you could continue to make sense of it 
whomever that person was, they're very dangerous. Did, did I get a better look at his face when he turned to me? Yeah, a little bit. I, I've seen a picture of Omar Shakti. I mean, it's like five years ago. But Where did you see a picture of Omar at? Uh, they had the news clipping of the uh, Carlisle expedition. It had Omar uh, Shakti yes, in it. Correct. Uh, very similar features. It w- I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. This guy was obviously very powerful and the head of the Brotherhood, probably pretty, very powerful. It's reasonable uh, assumption. Uh, is everyone going to go to sleep at some point? Yep. Nope. <laughs> I'm already Yes. Okay. Then you will get some sleep. Everybody who rests will recover an additional two hit points as pulp characters. It's in addition to the medicine rolls, which is nice. And that will help your... Um, beaten and, and bloodied bodies. And unfortunately for all of you, in some regard, morning arrives way too quick. That sun arrives, the Cairo sun, the one all of you have experienced for the past few days, the one Adel has experienced most of his life. It has its own heat just waiting for you. But you rise for a different reason, Adel. I never went to bed. You're going to have to rise for prayer. Yes, this is true. Although I don't know what I'm praying to right now. If you haven't slept, uh, you will need to. Your body will, you know, that or you're going to roll con well, to I stay mean, awake. I mean, I got some before they woke me up. Yeah, a couple of hours. I'll roll con. I know you will. <laughs> 18 under 85. All right, right as rain. Wow. Ready to burn through the day again. Okay, um, so the house begins waking up one by one, and a new day in Cairo. My question to you, Miss Lane, mm-hmm. as you will likely be the first of the sleeping companions to wake, what are you doing? I'm going to get up, and I'm going to um, probably wash any dried blood off the back of my neck. Um, a bit of it. And not put my hair up, because it's probably going to hurt. <laughs> you... Yes, you don't even try. Nope. I slip into something else. Um, I'm I'm on a mission today. Okay. We got things to do. And I don't know what happened to the rest of the group. So, But I'm not going by myself this time. Got to throw my red boots on. See, I haven't had a chance to wear them in Egypt yet. No, but but someone spoke about your red boots mm-hmm. recently. They did. So I get cleaned up and then I... Don't hear any other movement in the house. I'm assuming Otto is praying still since it's earlier. I kind of did short prayers today. And then I go um, knock on Jack's door and poke my head in. Okay. There he is. Man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> is they he hear- like still half naked? It's, I mean, it's probably. Probably. Yeah. Wrapped ribs. Yeah. The hero of Marrakesh. Can I tell that he's all banged up in the morning light? Uh, I think that's per- fairly evident. He's probably wrapped a bit. Okay. I, I'm, I'm hopefully sober now and not you know, still. Yeah, I, I'm pretty liberally like on top of my covers, wearing my pants and boots still. <laughs> no shirt, wrapped up. With Jack. a bottle of booze on my uh, nightstand. Jesus Christ. Jack. What? Jack. What? Jack, we gotta go to the Bent Pyramid today. Yeah, okay. Um, is the Bent Pyramid where the uh, 
the mummy is? I don't know. I don't know. I all I know is that Carlisle and and Sir Sir Aubrey uh, they went in there and they and they came out and they were they had been like I guess infested with the essence. Why would I want to go there? Because the mummy could. Okay, we're looking okay. for a mummy. Yeah. Well, the mummy could be there. Um, so we lost the girdle. What girdle? <laughs> the, I didn't hear the, this. The artifact. I didn't. What artifact? Where would? Yes, what, the artifact we were guarding last oh, night. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I had a really long day. Your head yesterday. hurts instantly. Yeah, yeah, you like, think really hard, and you're like, "Ooh, wow, like, no, no." Remember, I was affected yeah, okay, by some okay, stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyhow, so Omar Shakti mm-hmm. took the girdle from Sam. So the girdles, that the item we were protecting is now gone. Yeah. Why did Sam have no, the girdle? <laughs> oh, okay. Um. I'm trying not to think about it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to go make some tea. Would you like some tea? You know what? I, I would love some tea. Okay, I'm gonna go downstairs and make some tea. Okay. Okay. You go downstairs. Begin making tea. You have gotten very used to. Something happening almost every morning, Miss Lane. At least in the past few weeks. Like, what kind of things happening every morning? Well, I mean, having stayed in some of the similar rooms with Miss O'Shea, you are used to her waking up and being up and around in the morning now, especially when the sun rises. And she's not up and around? You haven't seen her yet. I know, we don't... Maybe she's on the roof. Maybe. I go I, I start making tea and I go climb to the roof to mm-hmm. you walk up see and, what's going on uh, Otto, you, are you, you're doing short prayers but are you uh, have you done them on the roof is that where you're doing them yes so uh, Miss Lane arrives on the roof and you're kind of finishing up I'm rolling up my prayer mat oh I, I, I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt you didn't you've been injured um yeah, I fell down and hit my head. It was it was a silly accident. I, I I'll be okay. I but yeah, thank you for noticing. Have you seen Miss O'Shea? No. Oh, that's odd. She usually she's up and around. It seems like the group got into some trouble while I was visiting somebody. Um, are you okay? I'm fine. Uh, okay. That's. Would you like some tea? I, I made some tea. No, thank you. No. She she looks a little uncomfortable because she has not had many interactions with Otto yet. And, and, and the short answers he's giving her is not something she's accustomed to in, you know, speaking to, like, the doctor and to Jack. So Otto is just steadily getting internally more angry by the minute. Because I'd say by the moment. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a walking hospital around here everybody's injured and everybody's running off yeah that's correct can she tell that he's becoming agitated Mm, i probably would say that his disposition has changed just a little bit are 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 you okay i'm fine ma'am i'm in much better shape than everyone else i don't mean physically if you look are you, are you unhappy about something? No, no, I'm fine. Do I, I know put a he's smile lying? on. Do, do I know he's fine? Do I know he's lying? So 
if you would like, you can roll psychology, Miss Lane. I'm not going to even roll psychology because no, mine's it's a 10. You got to. Oh. Got to. It's too late now. You are attempting to discern something. <sighs> too late now. Now we know we can get anything over on uh, uh, Lillian. <laughs> you could, you could spend luck to make it a success. <laughs> what do you got there, I got Lillian? I 31 out of 10. Okay. So here's the truth. I mean, you can. The truth is. is Let me do that. Maybe you interrupted him during the end of his prayer. He he seems uh he seems okay for the most part. Oh no, I put a big smile on. It's... Okay, well, hopefully today'll go better than yesterday for all of us. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Have you heard of the bent pyramid? Have I heard of the bent pyramid? Yes. Yes, yes, yes I have. What do I know about the bent pyramid? <laughs> it's the Royal Necropolis located in Darshore. It was built under the old kingdom um, by Senefru. It's made of limestone. Yes. Do you need to go there? I do. I think we should take a trip there today. Yes, I, I think we should take a trip there today. <laughs> I don't want to go by myself. It's I, oh no, oh no! I've heard it, some well, things about that pyramid that I am. I just think it would be very beneficial for our investigation if we went and took a look. I think it would just be more beneficial if more people stopped running around by themselves. She doesn't have a response for that. No, but your head hurts. <laughs> my, my, you might be right. And as she touches the back of her Group activities head. are the best activities to do in Cairo. I promise you. So you go back and you get your tea, Miss Lane. Yes, I take a cup to Jack. Okay. I, I will get up and come downstairs. It's, it takes a bit of willpower to get moving today, Jack. Even though you're a little bit better, the, the bruised or cracked ribs or whatever it is, it is, uh, it's not the, um, no, it's not the age, it's the mileage. Right, yeah. Doctor, you wake up as well. You are feeling way better than you were yesterday. Definitely. And, uh, you think it's probably marked for future reference to do more experimentation. Oh, yeah. Um, Doc spends probably first 10, 15 minutes writing everything he did last night experimentally in mm. his journal. And then gets dressed all nice and heads out. Something um, traveling. Something that'll some, wear something that will help resist the heat. Okay. You have the white suit. Hmm. And the big white hat. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right, Sam, uh, you wake as well. Yep. After I kind of get situated and changed into a clean set of clothes, uh, I will go check on Dr. Kafour. Dr. Kafour is uh, staying in Otto's room or where Otto would be. Mm-hmm. He is uh, sitting up in bed with his back against the wall and he is reading a book. I'll tap on the door frame. He acknowledges you and kind of uh, closes the book, placing his bookmark in it. Good morning. Morning. Did you sleep at all? I did. I must admit it was not as um, it's not as soothing as I had hoped it would be. So what now? Well, now we do what must be done. Uh, for me, that will mean going to the safest place in Cairo. And that is? The museum. I'll cock an eyebrow. 
I don't follow. No, and hopefully you won't be. The vault at the museum is very well protected. It is the most protected place that I know of. Ask your friend. Mr. Doyle spent some time in the vault with me, and uh, your uh, Miss O'Shea? And you think you can just hide out there? I think I'm going to try. I think you're going to need to decide what role you want to play. I have already decided. Recluse? <laughs> Survivor. This game that you are playing with the Brotherhood is not a game I am able to play. They came to me before. They sought information. I held them off as long as I could. I used diplomacy. I used legal action. I used a varying number of social leverages that I had. But the man you met last night will not be bowed or swayed from his goals. Then how can you stay in Cairo? Because there are places he cannot go. I see. The vault is protected both by a mechanical protection and spellwork. All right, then. It is the safest place for me. And once I am securely within its walls, I will survive, as any knowledge base should. That is my goal in life. This, this is the road I walk. Well, there is much I have yet to understand about the uh, myths surrounding these beings, or gods, I've heard them called. Yes. Some believe that there is a pantheon. Some believe that there is a hierarchy. I... I have not been able to make a true accounting of such, but gods, as we would see them, I tend to agree with this uh, classification. Well, if they exist and they have agendas, where is their opposition? True opposition? He cocks an eyebrow. Those with, I don't know, values that might work at least in some fashion counter to the aims of monsters that would ruin the world? Oh, there are some, truly. I mean, I'm not filled with hubris that I would presume to understand the depths of their power and their reach. I am, at best, a uh, a tool of amputation. Hmm. At worst, a painfully persistent nuisance. <laughs> you, you are a hardy fellow, I agree. But if these cult fools are able to garner favor with gods of one stripe or another, then where are their natural enemies? Or do they have none? Well, would you like to hear a scary story? I slide in and shut the door. Scare me. Put simply, I have never seen a group or deity which could truly match the one that has walked the streets of Cairo. Now, Shakti is no deity, but he is the most earnest believer in the Black Pharaoh that I have ever met. And for his dedication, he is clearly powerful. But if this Nefrenka, or as I have referred to him before, Nyarlathotep, is truly the power behind Nefrenka, there are no human adversaries which can match their power there are however deities whom oppose Nihilathotep and the chaos that he brings to earth well it's not with 
hopelessness that I'm asking these questions. Optimism is not my strong suit. But anything we could hope to have resembling allies either end up dying or marked for it in short order, I will gesture to him. So if we need to find more effective tools, I feel they are not of this world. And and it seems that these gods are inclined to be willing or even eager to communicate, to see their will enacted on this world. Indeed. Indeed, I, I do believe one of your party may commune with one now. He seems to look off, like, out the window. There are workings which could be useful in certain circumstances against Nefrenka's forces. There is something that they are after. I do not know what it is, but it seems to be that if there are pieces here that I can connect, I should. The girdle of Necrotis is quite clearly a burial adornment. One that is supposed to be worn by the the mummy. The one that was stolen from the excavation, the dig that the Clive expedition was doing. That might be one avenue to look at where this mummy went. We should assume the Brotherhood took it. Now, we could assume the Brotherhood has taken it. If we do, then you must decide where the Brotherhood lay at and go and retrieve it. It seems a strange thing for them to want a mummy. Look, um, I'm not going to pasture you to uh, fight with us in the streets. Hmm. But I would be remiss if I didn't learn everything that you had to offer regarding this pharaoh, this shakti, this cult, and these gods. Hmm. You believe that information is power? I know that it is. Good. And are you prepared to be educated? Always. Good. Are you prepared to educate others? I suppose that's up to them. Mm, And there we differ. Tell me, what is the usefulness of my knowledge if given simply to you? If you are not willing to educate others? I didn't say that I wouldn't be. I said that it would depend. You said it would be up to them. Well. But are, are you not all in this fight? All people? No, no. Just the group of you here. Oh, certainly. I mean, sharing... (sighs) I have nothing to gain by keeping secrets. Right. Then shouldn't we gather together? Sure. You wish to go over this now? I thought you wanted to make your way to the vault. I would like to go over it before I leave to the vault, yes. All right, then. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep you. I'll open the door. He stands up. Do you need help down the stairs? Oh, no, I'll make it. Thank you. I have some things I have to grab. Hopefully there is breakfast. He, uh, he looks out the door. I'm, I'm absolutely famished after last night. Mm. Yeah, I'll follow him downstairs. Dr. Kavor comes downstairs. He has a bright smile on his face. It totally belies the man that went through a near-death experience last night. Good morning. Good morning. How Good are morning. you doing? Good morning. I smell tea. Yes. I pour him a cup. How are you? I'm fine. You are still living and breathing. You should be thankful. We all should. I was uh, speaking with Sam upstairs, and he's brought up a wonderful point. 
Um, perhaps, um, perhaps some further enlightenment is necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Anything you can tell us. I could tell you many things, but let me tell you the, the important things first, right? I'm going to have breakfast and tea. I will discuss a few matters with you, and then I will leave for the museum. Sound. Second, it may no longer be safe to be here. And I don't just mean this house. I mean Cairo in general. You may want to begin to think about where outside of Cairo you would want to stay. All right, yeah. Omar's reach is long, but outside of Cairo, his power wanes. His plantation is in the Delta. And so the further north you go, the more powerful he will get. So south. Is an idea. You know, the Nile is home to many wide boats. There are some which even some Europeans have built houses onto. These contraptions, these paddle boat contraptions. It may be something to look into. That is a sound idea. Now, I believe what we experienced last night was a glimpse of Nefrenka's power here in Egypt. His ability to control what was going on at my home was very frightening. I saw things last night, images that were projected into my mind. I've never seen before. It appeared as if Sam was being flayed on the ground, his skin being pulled off in strips. But clearly this was not the case. I don't... I don't know what the Brotherhood wants yet. But if they want... Omar wanted the girdle. He must also want the mummy. Right. Does anyone know why? Well, I think uh, we had an idea that maybe they wanted to resurrect her. That would be a terrifying thought. Well, indeed. I mean, I don't... I assume that that is possible. Are you familiar with Nico Chris or her legend? We were told, weren't we? Mm, you were. For those of you who do not know, she it is rumored she ruled Egypt at one point. As a pharaoh, as a man. She was able to unite both upper and lower Egypt. And it is said that she brought with her a terrible blood cult. A resurrected cult which dined on victims it found in the streets of Cairo. But yet there are other rumors that say that she was a woman who spoke with a soft voice and was entirely amiable to deal with. One of Egypt's forgotten peaceful rulers. And so it very much makes me think that it depends on which face of her they resurrect or even if they know that there are more than one. I think I can say with relative certainty that it doesn't matter. If they want it, they can't mean any well-being. And you would get no disagreement from me, Sam. It is clear that whatever the Brotherhood wants to do in Egypt, 
that must come to an end. Is she the one that was in love with Nefren Ka? It is hard to say. Legends say that they existed sometimes during the same era. The, the, the issue we suffer from in Egypt is this. If it is not written somewhere amongst amongst the tombs of the dead or in the books, it becomes wild legend that we tell our children around campfires that the Bedouins speak of. Was she the one I saw in the vision when I touched that vase at the Pena Foundation? It's hard to say. I mean, you saw a vision of what you believe was a couple. I assumed that was the Black Pharaoh and his, his lover. Those are assumptions that you may make, Miss Lane. And I will. My suggestion would be to continue to dig into this mummy. It is my understanding that Clive Expedition is around and it was stolen from them. Perhaps, perhaps you might be able to inspect their dig site or speak to some of them. Yeah, that's uh, something we were going to look into. Um, Perhaps you could provide us a letter of introduction. To whom? The Clive Expedition? Yeah. Oh. Uh, You know, the curator of the museum Mm -hmm. should definitely help open a door. You mean we can't just pretend to work for the Penhu Foundation? I mean, we We're, could. I mean, we are close personal friends with Edward Gavigan. But I think it'd work out better if uh, we can go in there as ourselves and, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, if he treated several of their artifacts, you're practically, you know, family. Well, from what I do know of Henry Clive, he is a an educated man. And so if I was going to write an introduction letter for you, it would have to be with some purpose. It could not be a vague matter, as Dr. Clive is likely too sharp. Uh, tell him we are a team from the Penhue Foundation. And truly, and what archaeological skills do you have, no, sir? No, no, not, not to uh, the archaeologists. We're looking to observe as members of the Penhue Foundation. I was looking to become a member. Hmm. Then... If I may, um, why a letter from me? Why not a letter from Edward Gavigan? He's on a trip. No, I, we'll, we'll, we'll tell him the truth. He's missing. Yeah, so he's on a trip. The authorities are looking for Edward Gavigan right now. They should probably, I'm assuming they know he's missing by now. Very well. I can imagine a letter which might suppose that you came to me after Edward's untimely disappearance. And I referred you to him. Indeed. I'm happy to do so. I I must admit, though, if, if a situation had been posed to me like that, if outsiders had come in with a third party's recommendation, it would, it would feel strange. But again, I'll furnish you the letter. I have no issue with that. I would like to find out where the mummy is myself. But then what do you do with the mummy? Ideally, Sam destroy it. I don't believe that uh, Shakti has the mummy. Hmm. Well, even if he does, we can always steal it from him. He's a very dangerous man. You know that now. I mean, as far as I see it, we have one of two options. We either find the mummy and destroy it, or we go to Shakti's uh, compound and we break in and we take the girdle back. Hmm. You said you knew about some plantation. Is that where he lives? Indeed. 
Omar has a very wealthy plantation in the Delta Nile. Um, Otto, you would know that only really obscenely rich Egyptians live in the Nile, like the Delta. Yeah. And uh, I also know that it would be heavily, heavily guarded. Certainly. A man of his position would have uh, a wide swath of men who were set up to protect him. If nothing else, even if you don't believe in the Brotherhood, he would need it. It would likely be ground zero for the Brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I'd prefer to not to go into the to the mouth of the snake yet again. Well, I yes. think that is reasonable. What happened last time we did that? Is there options? Do you need the girdle to resurrect her? I could not tell you, quite honestly, sir. I would imagine um, any sort of working that would involve her resurrection would involve um, fetters. Are you familiar with with the term? Yes. Trappings of her life. If the girdle was one of them, there must be others. And you would have to determine what they are. If worst comes to worst, we could wake her ourselves. See if we get the other face. Ooh. Lillian's face is like shocked. <laughs> like I just well, no. Unless we we have to find. I do like a quarter spit take, not like a full blown. Just kind of ooh. Uh, we, like I said, we we have two options. Nobody wants to break into his house, so our only other option is to find. I didn't say that. Well. No, we're not going to break into Ms. House. We're not going to that compound. We have other things to do first. I think Miss Lane, they're presupposing that you might not be with them. She can She laughs. Yeah, if, if we're <laughs> yeah. breaking in there, uh, you're not going to come. Um, well, so we can either go to see Dr. Clive hmm. at Mycernius, because that's where he is. We can go to the Bent Pyramid, which is where... Da- um, Carlisle expedition went and disappeared into, into the uh, into the pyramid and came out. Where did the Clive expedition uh, dig when they found the uh, mummy? The red pyramid. It was the red pyramid. It was okay. So then there's that. And then there's also the collapsed pyramid at Medium mm-hmm. as well, which is where um, Warren Besser saw um, hundreds of people arrive, much like at the uh, the. Um, with Edward Gavigan and his orgy. Um, and they, Excuse me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, it's and ceremony. But oh. also strange creatures rose from the ground at that as well. So mm-hmm. we have options other than just running right to Omar Shakti's compound and getting killed. Right. I, I, I didn't say that's what we're doing. I'm just... Perhaps it is best that you investigate some items on the periphery first before going to the compound, the plantation. Yeah, I mean, I would much rather just find the mummy, mm-hmm. torch it, and then uh, um, move on from there. It seems like a sound plan to me. Before you go out, I will have to furnish you the letter just in case you decide to use it for the Clive expedition um perhaps uh sam perhaps you would um escort me back to the museum of course otto would you uh please go with them so there were there's at least two people together at all times i look very and you're in the best shape intently at jack when he says that 
and then I nod and I will uh, take and go with. Mm. So the travel back to the museum is relatively straightforward. It's morning. The markets are bustling. Uh, you have you know, a fairly quick travel to the, the Cairo Museum. It takes no, no more than 15 to 20 minutes. When you arrive, uh, Dr. Kafour uh, takes you inside the museum and back into his offices. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he takes uh, some bundled parchments together and puts them in a um, protective case, which he hands Sam. I take it. There's just some collected writing you might find um, interesting. Thank you. You're welcome. It might be rather enlightening. I, I would ask uh, Otto, a character with the um, sword that you acquired. Yeah. Where are you keeping that? Well, at the moment, it's back at the... Uh, it's not with me. Okay. Just double checking. Only thing with me right now is my is my blackjack. Yes. Uh, now, he sits down at his desk and with ink and quill makes a quick work of a blank piece of paper. You see the well-conditioned fingers move the nib back and forth as he begins writing right to left. In Arabic. Yep. And he makes a line across the middle of the page and then begins writing left to right in, in English. English. Wow. Um, and there's no more than two heartbeats between the the two motions. Yeah. Um, when he finishes, he blows on the paper a little bit and then eventually folds it up and hands it to you. I will unfold it and look at it. Really it, it basically in Arabic explains the uh, intentions of the group to uh, to be introduced with some expeditiousness and be able to look at the dig that the expedition is going on by way of the Penhu Foundation and the Cairo Museum working in concert. I fold it back up and put it inside my pocket on the rest of my coat now gentlemen go with Allah or God and you whomever you pray to Um, if you have need of me send a message here and I will do my best to be in contact with you yeah I will nod in about face kind of leave him to it when you walk out you can hear uh, a large mechanical uh, noise almost this rattling or knocking sound it's not uh it's not as out of place the the rattling or knocking it seems to be a machine moving how big is that vault the door it's like the the, the interior you're not terribly sure you haven't gotten a look at it okay <laughs> uh oh okay. he's opening the door to it oh okay i thought that's where we dropped mm, him off no yeah, he, okay. You don't you don't just let anybody out uh, into the vault. No, oh, good. Um, yeah, I leave the museum. But the door itself looks like it's about nine or ten feet high. You head back to the safe house. I have the doctor look at Lillian's head. Okay. Because if you'd like to, if you'd like to make a medicine roll, what on uh, 
Louis? 64 under 82. Okay. Yeah, she is um, recovering from her wound. And it does seem that she took a bad fall. She needs to be really careful uh, with any sort of, you know, um, movements of her neck or head. Also make sure that her visual acuity is still... Yeah, she's come down from from the hash experiences and she's finally straightened herself out a little bit. But that said, um, you don't see the same sort of concussion eyes that Jack had noticed the, the previous day. Good. And with that, we'll call our session to a close. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Masks of Nilothotep on the Old Ways podcast. Please tell all of your friends about us and continue to tell them until they are too are infected with our stories. Thank you, everybody, and good night.